What is good, everyone, and welcome to the We Just Talk Wrestling Podcast. My name is Kyle, Kyle and I'm here with Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. We have a loaded show for you guys today, but as always, we'll break down the weekly shows, going over any stories from all the different promotions. We will be creating our 2023 WWE Premium Live Event Schedule. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WJTW19, and give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you use to listen to the show. I do apologize in advance. I am not feeling too well on this fine Saturday. But uh, Dylan, what caught your eye in wrestling this week? What a trooper. Look at you powering through, though. Yeah. Anyway, um, so my news story this week, I'm not going to spoil anything because it happened after Raw went off the air. So I'm not going to talk about anything that happened on the show until we break down WWE. Uh-huh. But after Raw went off the air, uh, Raw was in Toronto, obviously. Edge gets on the microphone being the hometown hero, I guess, uh, said how excited he was to be back in Toronto wrestling for the first time in like over a decade or something. He had his first match in Toronto, and he said that this time next year he wants to have his last match in Toronto. So did Edge just simply tell us he's retiring next August? I mean, I think it's as simple as that, to be completely honest with you. I mean, how much longer does he really need to go? Right. I mean, he can he can end at any point, and his career will be absolutely flourished. I mean, he was so, so good in his prime. He's still great. Mm-hmm. So whenever he's ready to retire, I'm all for it just because uh, he deserves some time off. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see who his last opponent will be, though. Yeah, well, remember, um, he, during this whole, like, comeback, he said one of the reasons why he wanted to come back is because he wanted to end his career on his terms, not because someone told him to. Yeah. Um, and that was back in, what, January of 2020 when he came back to WWE? Reports Gosh. were that he signed a three-year deal. Well, August of 23... That's that's a little over three years, so it'd be right on the timetable, and it doesn't seem like he was going to sign, you know, a longer contract extension. Maybe sign a legends deal when he officially retires from in ring stuff. But I mean, if that's if that's the way he wants to go out, um, you know, from the start he wanted to control his own narrative. So I mean, kudos to him for kind of picking his spot and saying, hey, you know, next year this would be a good place to wrap it up. In his All right. Town. All right, EC3. Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm uh, I'm super excited to see who he faces in the next year, and it's not like he's going to go to AEW or anything like no, that either. No. So, um, all right, Dylan, it was reported that Wade Barrett has signed a two-year extension with WWE. I personally would love him to be a commentator on Raw, but mm-hmm. it looks like he's going to be staying put on NXT on the 2.0. This is a very good signing for WWE, locking him up and make sure he goes nowhere. But, Dylan, that's only half of it. According Mm -hmm. to Zero News, WWE is interested in having Wade Barrett participate in next year's Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. So nothing official since we're about five months away. But Wade Barrett is here to stay, and the Royal Rumble might have some bad news, (laughs) as they say. So uh, what do you think about Wade Barrett? Well, Wade Barrett sticking around in a commentary role, I think he's a great commentator. Um, Like you said, I'd like to see him on the bigger shows. Um, But I like the idea of having him just kind of do, you know, spot moments. Obviously, the rumble is an easy spot. Let them go in there, mix it up for 10, 15 minutes, and, and move on. 
um, or even having a, a one-off match with someone. I mean, we've seen Pat McAfee do it a couple times already. Why not Wade Barrett? Um, and then the rumors of Corey Graves kind of doing a similar thing. So I'm not against that. Um, I don't want him to leave the commentary table full-time, though, because he's so good at it. Yeah. Yeah. That, those, are, those are my thoughts. And no, I, I mean, Wade Barrett in the Royal Rumble would be very interesting oh, yeah. because recent years we get the Alicia Fox, we get the Jeff Jarrett, we get, you know, I think we got the Godfather. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we, we need a little bit more of a change. Like they need yeah. to use the NXT. They need to use like some people new like a Wade mm-hmm. Barrett. So I, I'm all for it. Uh, him being in the Royal Rumble, but uh, congrats to him on the contract. Well, and 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 Wade Barrett has that name value where fans still do recognize him wrestling. Maybe not some of the newer fans, so it'd be a nice refresher for them. But some of the older fans like us, like we remember the Nexus days. Oh yeah, so it'd be it'd be a cool little like nostalgia boost. Put him in the Rumble, why not? Or you could uh, tag team with a uh, Michael Turver. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> um, Oh, goodness. All right, uh, Don, are you ready for AEW this week? Unfortunately. Uh, but go ahead. I think it was bad as you think. But, mm-hmm. all right, we're going to go on. Um, starting with bad. Uh, Rampage. The Dark Order defeat House of Black to advance in the trios tournament. Dylan, I understand the Miro storyline, but to me, this was a very bad decision. We also had Claudio beat Dustin Rhodes to retain his ROH World title. Off to Dynamite. We have a lot of news concerning All Out. Uh, Jay Lethal defeated Dax Harwood. Lethal apparently made a call. So next Sunday, Wardlow and FTR will face Jay Lethal in the Motor City Machine Guns, who are babyface. So I'm not sure how that's going to work, but we'll see. Uh, the Acclaimed are number one contenders for the AEW Tag Team titles to face Swerving Our Glory at All Out. I'm very happy for Caster and Bowen Dylan getting this opportunity, mm-hmm. but there is zero heat. There's zero story, and it's just like, all right, well, you want the Acclaimed to get a title match? Here you go. They're going to lose, and then they go back to whatever. Yeah. So eh, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. Thunder Rosa confirms in a backstage segment that she is injured, I believe, with a herniated disc or something like that. So we now know at All Out for the interim women's title. I can't stand the interim titles. Anyway, yeah. Tony Storm versus Britt Baker versus Hikaru Shida versus Jamie Hayter. So Thunder Rosa gets a 30-second segment to announce her injury. Mm-hmm. You really think Britt Brit Baker would get 10 minutes? You think someone like CM Punk who got 20 minutes for his injury? Like, mm-hmm. come on. What, what are we doing here with your women's champion? 30-second promo with Shivani? That's just not a good look. Yeah. Uh, Will Ospreay and Aussie Open defeat the Death Triangle to advance in the trios tournament. What an incredible match this was. We also saw the official return of Kip Sabian. Someone I'm very high on, so I cannot wait to uh, see what's next for him. But, Dylan... It all led to this moment. We have to talk mm-hmm. about the co-main event with John Moxley legit squashing yeah. CM Punk to become the undisputed AEW champion. So they did the whole injury angle with Punk. Uh, we do, I think we have 
confirmation now that the rematch will happen at All Out. Mm-hmm. I think CM Punk's going to win. And I think it's going to be the start of official start of this heel run. I mean, you saw the look when he's being carried out, looking at Mox. <clears throat> it just looks like he's ready for that heel run. Uh, this was shocking to most, but to give Moxley the rub like they did, I thought was very smart. What do you think of this? Well, I'm not <coughs> little, little little precursor. I'm not going to dig too deep into this, but I'll get some quick thoughts right now. Um, All right. It, it just felt kind of weird to me. First off, they don't book the match for All Out initially. It was going to be on Dynamite, which left a lot of people kind of scratching their heads of why. Yeah. But then everyone's like, well, if we're getting, you know, a 20-minute banger between Mox and Punk on free TV, I mean, why not? Um, and then it goes on for, what, three minutes? And yeah. they run the whole injury angle. I'm just I, – I, I wasn't – too crazy about it if i'm being honest not against mox winning i no. I, I told you on the show <laughs> if you want to surprise people and have a nice little twist have mox beat punk because everyone's expecting punk to win but you're you're mentioning this could start the the heel turn <clears throat> they could have done that in the match at all out i mean if you convey the right story you can turn mid-match <clears throat> you know what i mean like we've seen it done before i don't well, know i think that's kinda... what's gonna happen yeah but I... It, it doesn't feel as fun anymore to me. No. Considering they had a, well, I guess you could call it a match. but An interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else about Dynamite? Um, I mean, I'm not, <laughs> not a fan of how they treated Thunder Rock. Like I said, I don't think AEW was good at all this week. There were, there were bright spots, but just dropped the ball on a couple things how they handled the, the women's title. Um, I'm with you. I'm not a big fan of the whole interim stuff, but I see what they're kind of going for, considering that's what, like, the UFC or, like, these, you know, legitimate combat sports do. If, they're in, if their champion gets hurt and it's relatively short-term, they'll just have an interim champion and then an undisputed fight. But I don't know. It just feels kind of weird. And the ranking system, too. You mentioned how, how the acclaimed are getting a title shot with no story. Well... Everyone said, well, they wanted wins and losses to matter. And AEW coming out with a ranking system, everyone thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Well, now you're going to have title matches with no heat to them. Yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with good storytelling. And it just it, it doesn't really seem like the acclaimed have a shot to win these belts. They're just there because, oh, they just, they're the highest on the ranking, so why not? You know? So with the women's match, who do you think wins? Wouldn't be I mean, shocked I if it's. I... Oh, go ahead. I think it should be one person, but go ahead. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if um, Storm gets the rub, <sighs> but we'll we'll see. I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I'm not really excited about it. If I'm being honest. I mean, Tony Storm is just not very interesting. AEW to me. Yeah, it hasn't um, hasn't clicked yet. Britt Baker. Oh God, no. Um, <coughs> Sheeta is a great wrestler. They just haven't done anything with her. Mm-hmm. I'm all for Hater. I think Hater should win this match. You start the face run with Baker. Maybe you turn Rosa heel after all of this. I think Hater should win, personally. Yeah, I feel like they're going to give it to Storm. But, but uh, yeah. let's go to Dylan with the WWE news. All right, so uh, Raw was jam-packed. <laughs> SmackDown was entertaining as well. 
Kyle's dying, so oh, dude, I'll try I and get through doing it. doing well. <laughs> All right, so let's dive into Monday Night Raw. So before the show could even start, uh, the pyro starts to go off and then abruptly stops because Riddle and Rollins are brawling in, in the back. Um, and then they eventually end up on stage. It had to be separated. Um, really fun way to kick off the show. Very reminiscent to, remember, uh, the MSG show with Miz and Logan Paul. It was like a yeah. cold open brawl, except this time they tried to do the actual open and then the pyro got interrupted because the cameraman just starts sprinting up the ramp. Like this dude was hauling ass to get backstage. I thought it was really cool. Could have him. Yeah. Then the pyro actually goes off and then uh, Trish Stratus comes out being from Toronto. She gets the hometown pop out comes Bailey, uh, Sky and Kai to have a nice little face heel interaction. <laughs> Bianca comes out as well. And there's a little bit of a face off. Really fun stuff and kind of tease that Trish Stratus may be getting back in the ring one day, but I personally think this was just for the hometown pop and everyone's just reading too deep into it. Yep. Anyway, so first match of the night, uh, Dakota Kai and EO Sky defeated uh, Alexa Bliss and Asuka to advance in the tag team tournament. Uh, Finn Balor defeated Dolph Ziggler in a pretty entertaining match. It was. This match was a lot of fun to watch. So Kevin Owens defeated Chad Gable. Gable had an open challenge of sorts, and Kevin Owens came out. And the way Kevin Owens has been booked the last couple weeks, I initially was like, well, Gable's about to get squashed. But they put on a pretty competitive, what, like 15-minute match? I think it went unofficially 11 or 12. Yeah, so a good match. Gable looked very competitive. He held his own against Kevin Owens. Owens picks up the win, obviously. And then uh, Otis... Attacks Owens at the end, and then Owens gets the upper hand. They're really booking him kind of like in a babyface role, it seems like. Very, very Austin-esque. I know he uses the stunner, and they had the match at Mania, so there's a lot of comparisons already. But sort of that kind of anti-hero, anti-establishment, just kind of doing what he wants for himself. But he's going to get the pop, so he might as well just steer into it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, Bailey returned to action for the first time since her injury. Uh, she defeated Aaliyah in singles action in a pretty underwhelming match, if I'm being honest. There was a tag match, Kyle. Uh, AJ Styles teamed up with Bobby Lashley to face the team of Tommaso Ciampa and The Miz. Um, this match ended in a no contest, <laughs> largely because Dexter Loomis kidnapped The Miz. <laughs> And dragged him up the steps. Um, There was also another uh, unnamed uh, person who tried to pull on AJ Styles' hair. And then he was taken out of the arena by riot police. So maybe this is part of one big angle. Maybe Loomis has some people with him. Any, Um, Any idea who that could be? I Okay, so I did find out it is someone on the independents. I don't remember his name though, but he is an actual wrestler. Okay. Um, so it could be possibly a new signing, uh, kind of being paired with, with Dexter Loomis with this Have whole you mysterious. Heard of him? Mm, I, I, I've, I recognize the face. I don't remember the name though. Uh, the okay. name doesn't sound familiar, Okay. but when I saw a picture of him and I read the story, I've seen the face before. Hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll dig a little deeper in that. Maybe, uh, Maybe he'll pop up on Raw this week. We don't know. Um, so pretty eventful stuff. And then in the main event, Edge did defeat Damian Priest in his uh, singles match, the one that's been hyped up for the last couple of weeks. 
the Judgment Day comes out, Rhea Ripley, and out comes Beth Phoenix with a steel chair to kind of even the odds. And now reports are, I don't know if it's been confirmed yet, but reports are that it is going to be Edge, Mysterio, and Phoenix against Balor, Priest, and Ripley. Do it. At Clash of the Castle. Do it. You mentioned putting Dominic in there. Uh, they're really playing up the injury <laughs> angle with Dominic. So having Beth Phoenix even the odds. Definitely up Rhea Ripley's alley. You know, Beth Phoenix was was a was a powerhouse in the yeah. Diva, in the Divas division at the time. So very similar styles, and I think that's gonna mesh very well. However, I saved this for last on Monday Night Rocks, and I know you <laughs> want to talk about it. So there oh. was a there was a commercial break. Yeah. And then after commercial break, commentators didn't say a word. Nothing was announced. And out comes Johnny Gargano. <laughs> to, to the Rebel Heart theme song, which I know yep. is one of your favorites. Of all time, yep. And the crowd went, like, you could tell at first, they're like, what the hell's happening? And then when Gargano's name popped up and he walks out of the curtain, the crowd erupted. Yeah. And then out uh, during his promo of talking about how he's back and how he had all these goals of, you know, he wanted to be Intercontinental Champion. He wanted to be United States Champion. He wanted to be a WWE Champion. Crowd gets a big pop. Out comes Austin Theory that says, hey, I've done all that already. Johnny gives him a super kick. And at first they kind of tease that Theory and Gargano will be back together like they were in the way in NXT. But Gargano is going to be booked as a solo babyface, and he's going to be shot to the moon because Triple H absolutely loves him. Yeah. So, <laughs> here's the thing that makes me mad, and I'll tell you this before I move on to SmackDown. Um, I fell asleep during what? the uh, I during the Bailey and Aaliyah match. I passed out. I was tired. I passed out on my couch. No way. I woke up at one in the morning to your text messages and I was like, what the fuck did I miss? <laughs> so I immediately went to YouTube. I saw the pop and I was like, did they really just do this straight out of commercial? No announcement or anything. Vince is really gone. Kyle Vince is gone. <laughs> Vince would have Vince would have. Hey, he would have advertised this for a month to try and boost ratings. Triple H said, nah, fuck it. Johnny, go out there. And apparently, no one even knew he was in the arena until he gets to the curtain. It was well, very held under wraps. Well, if Vince was there, he wouldn't be in the company at all. Well, that's true. But, so, um, <laughs> thank you, Triple H. Yeah. I <laughs> anyway. mean, Johnny Gargano's my guy. He has been for a very long time. I am super excited to see. I really like the shock factor that they did. Yep. Uh, Gargano wanted it to be a shock, and oh my God. Goodness, that well, I heard that music. I was like, "Oh my yep. god, Triple H, you're the man!" So the, the man. main uh, the main event picture is kind of kind of cluttered right now. So don't be which shocked is a good if, thing. Yeah, which is fine. So I think Gargano initially he's going to be the U.S. champion because he's going to be on the Raw roster, from what I'm hearing. Um, so winning the U.S. title makes perfect sense, I think, for him right out of the gate. But hey, Money in the Bank next year, why not? You know what I mean? We'll yeah. see. Yeah, well, let's I've, move heard on. Of, I've, I've heard reports about him going right up to the main event scene now. So, we'll, we'll, I would, we'll I, see I, what... I wouldn't be shocked. I think there's a lot of players right now that I'd like to see flushed out first. Um, but we'll see what happens. I'm excited. Anyway, yep. on to SmackDown. Uh, Ricochet defeated Happy Corbin in a singles match. Uh, Sonya Deville and Natalia won the last chance fatal four-way 
Uh, remember, J.C. Jane and Gigi Dolan were removed from the tournament, I believe, due to Dolan's injury. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was kind of to fill that spot. DeVille and Natalia did, however, lose to Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah in the semifinals match in the tournament. So Rodriguez and Aaliyah will face Dakota <coughs> Kai and Io Sky for the tag team titles uh, this Monday on Raw, actually. Uh, McIntyre defeated Zayn in the main event in a pretty entertaining match. Roman and the Bloodline come out. They get the upper hand. Uh, Roman puts a chair throat, basically, and then sits on the chair. Yeah. And then cuts this promo to the camera without a mic that has garnered a lot of positive things. Roman said, basically, he was like, please, someone try and take these belts away from me. Everyone's tried. No one's done it. Really played up the... um, the importance of those titles and, and how good of a champion he's been. I told you last week, he's been a great champion, especially as of late. Um, and they're really making him feel important. Um, and finally, we did get a very, very entertaining exchange between Seamus and Walter. Um, I've said so many times, I'm not a Seamus guy, but man, I cannot wait for their match at clash. Ooh boy. Um, it's going it's to be stiff. Battle. It, it's going to be stiff. It's going to be fun. I think Walter will get the win at clash himself as a major player on SmackDown and really legitimize the IC title again. Uh, but really good stuff from WWE this week, as it's been for the last month. I'd like a uh, Pete Dunne heel turn, because I don't know if you've seen the pictures from SmackDown. Mm-hmm. He's got the old attire back yep. in that dark match, so I personally would like uh, Pete Dunne to uh, inter- either interfere or cause her. I don't know what you do. I just want to see Pete Dunne, not Bush. Yeah. And very, very soon, don't be shocked if he is called Pete Dunn again. Yes. Just just give it time. It'll happen. Yeah. yeah but that was, good week. that was WWE this week. Yep. Uh, SmackDown was good, not great. Raw was incredible. Yeah, I thought week. Raw was great. SmackDown was still very enjoyable. Yeah. And then yeah, and AEW was oof. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, we're going to segue to the indies. Hopefully I don't die. But uh, <laughs> Dylan, are you uh, ready? Yes, sir. I have a really interesting one this week. So this week I will be highlighting New Wave Pro Wrestling based out of Terre Haute, Indiana. I will be reacting to some of their Pyramid of Bones show. We started with Matt Brannigan defeating Nate Matthews with a roll-up pin. ZDP beat Don't Die Miles with a skull-crushing finale. Infrared beat TV Romance to retain their... NSPW Tag Team Titles with a really cool double knee combination. The Heritage defeated Shooters Don't Die to become the new NPW Tag Team Champions off an inverted Camel Clutch. But in the main event, Victor Analog faced Sage Phillips for the NPW World Title. I love the presentation. It had a feel of a big match and i really really enjoyed that i wish the uh big companies would do that more often like you said about roman drew i thought they did a really good job with that both of these guys are super athletic countering every hold the other had to offer action spilled to the outside with analog delivering a nasty open hand shot to the champion controlling the contest sage was able to get the upper hand wrenching the neck of analog forcing him to tap out and to retain his title. Very good match. Analog is the real deal, but cannot take anything away from the resilience of the champion. My MVP of the night 
goes to Tyler Matrix from Infrared. I have seen some of his work, but my goodness, he is impressive. He has a very high wrestling IQ, and his chemistry with Logan James is off the charts. So make sure to check out New Way Pro Wrestling on YouTube. Out of Lafayette, Indiana. Yeah. Close to home, uh, so cool stuff. Yeah, Terre Haute, yep. Oh, yeah, Terre Haute. Sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. I thought you said Lafayette. I don't know. I'm watching college football. I think I was thinking of Purdue. Are, are you watching uh, <laughs> Northwestern and – yeah, from Dublin, of all places, which is oh, kind of strange. Thank goodness football, college football's back. But, yep. uh, all right, Dylan, uh, would you like to go with this This Day in History segment? Yeah, so <laughs> I only have three points for This Day in History, but they are very, very big things. Um, I'm highlighting August 27th because I felt like those had the most entertaining bullet points to talk about. Mm-hmm. So let's dive right in. August 27th, 1990, WWE ran their – annual SummerSlam pay-per-view. The Texas Tornado, Kyle, uh-huh. defeated Mr. Perfect for the IC Championship. Nice. Did you watch that match? Were you there live? Uh, no, I think I was working that day. I oh, think. okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Hulk Hogan defeated Earthquake via countout. <laughs> and the Ultimate Warrior retained his WWE title against Rick Rude in a steel cage match. Mm. On to 1995. Again, at SummerSlam. By the way, these are all SummerSlam, ironically. Interesting. <laughs> 1995 SummerSlam. Hunter Hearst Helmsley, more famously known as Triple H, made his WWE pay-per-view debut, defeating Bob Holly in a singles match. Mm. And Isaac Yankum DDS also <laughs> made his pay-per-view debut. For those who don't know, Isaac Yankum DDS is much more famously known as Kane. Uh-huh. Uh, Glenn Jacobs, for those who are very political. Also, in 2000, SummerSlam, it was the very first tables, ladders, and chairs match. Iconic. Edge and Christian win the tag titles by defeating the Hardy Boys and the Dudleys in that match. What a buildup. What a rivalry between those three, by yeah. the way. Um for those who don't know, the reason why the TLC match was um, – was the, the concept of it was that the, uh, the Hardys were famous for using ladders, the Dudleys were famous for using tables, and Edge and Christian were famous for using chairs. So I believe it was Mick Foley on TV that was like, why not have a match that has all three of them? Yeah. So the TLC match was born in 2000. So mm. that's what I got. Wow. Uh, very short this week, but still very entertaining very, stuff. Very eventful stuff. We got yeah. Triple H's debut, the first TLC match. Uh, the Texas Tornado became a champion. Very eventful <laughs> very eventful day in wrestling history. Yeah, one of Dylan's all-time favorites as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm wearing his t-shirt right now. <laughs> if you can find some Texas Tornado merch, let me know. That'll be your Christmas gift. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, it is now time for the top five power ranking segment. Man, I hope I don't die. Uh, Dylan, are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> uh, well, let's get into it. Let's Number watch. five goes to Jody Threat. The former two-time DPW champion has made quite the name for herself on the indie scene. I've been watching her for about a year and a half now. Every time I watch a match of hers, she continues to impress. She was within moments of upset upsetting killer kelly but was able to get back on track with a win against taylor wild 
She has a super unique offensive approach and cannot wait to see what is next for her. Number four goes to WWE's Aaliyah. Hmm. The 27-year-old had probably the biggest week of her wrestling career. She wrestled Bailey on Raw, which was Bailey's first match since her return, like you said. Mm-hmm. She did take the loss, but recovered very nicely as her and Raquel Gonzalez punched their ticket to the finals of the Women's Tag Team Tournament next Monday. I've seen a lot of negative comments towards Aaliyah. I get it. She is super, super green in the ring. Honestly, she just needs more reps. Mm-hmm. I just think there's something to work with. I'm not 100% sure what it is. You saw the emotion after losing in her hometown and how hard she wants this. She needs to improve in pretty much every single area, but I do think she does uh, deserve some credit this week. Number three goes to DDT's Tetsuya Endo. Endo has been on quite the roll recently, but a few of his matches have gotten some mainstream attention. He was involved in a 25-minute banger for the KOD openweight title against Kazusada, but ultimately was unsuccessful. But on a positive note, he got back on track with a win against Masada on Wednesday. This is someone I need to pay more attention to because he has the talent to become a huge name in wrestling today. Number two goes to WWE's Chad Gable. (coughs) There aren't many wrestling fans out there who are as high on Chad Gable as I am. (laughs) He had an 11-minute banger of a match against Kevin Owens. Even though the losing streak continues, you can just tell this is someone Triple H wants to use in something important in the near future. For years, I heard Gable didn't have the personality to match his ring work, but in the last year, he has proven he is the complete package and in one of the most underrated in the industry today. Dylan, I bet you were expecting Gargano here at number one. I but did. Not. Mm. It actually goes to Will Ospreay. <clears throat> the current IWGP US heavyweight champion earned the top spot with an incredible showing on Wednesday. I mean, my goodness, he was on fire. Proving how great of athlete he is, there just isn't much this man cannot do inside the ring. The way he reversed the cutter, oh my goodness, that was awesome. Like I said earlier, he and the Aussie Open advance in the trios title tournament, but we need to start considering Osprey as the best wrestler in the world. There might be about six to seven in the discussion, but it is hard to argue the talent of Will Osprey. So that's the list this week. I did not think when you said you were going to do a Power 5 rankings every week that you'd ever have two people from WWE on your list. No, never. Um, but that shows how the product's changing and people are being showcased in a different way than they were before. Also, I agree with your sentiment. Will Ospreay is, should be recognized as one of the best technical wrestlers on the planet, if not the best wrestler on the planet. Um, he's definitely in that conversation I will. I, I will say, I'm kind of shocked it wasn't Gargano. <laughs> I, I how much you like him. And that that first match I has, he's gonna be number one. But uh, yeah, that's the list this week. When do you when do you think Gargano does wrestle his first match? It'll um, probably be on a random Raw, right? I think it's gonna be on a Raw. I, I think it's too soon for him to do it at Clash of the Castle. Why not? So him in theory. I mean, I'd like that, but I I think I would save that match to Extreme Rules. The thing, if you do Theory and Gargano, 
I know we talk about all the time where, well, there's not a buildup for a pay-per-view match. Why are you putting them on pay-per-view? These two have a built-in story. Yeah. Being tag partners in NXT and, and Theory kind of being Gargano's protege of sorts um, in NXT. So you already have the, the, the baby face getting the upper hand on Raw. I feel like if you have another exchange between them on Raw this week, you could put on a little 15-minute match at, at Clash. Why not? Well, Gargano's not losing. No, so. no. And see, <laughs> and see, also, that's why I think Theory is the perfect first opponent because Theory being Mr. Money in the Bank, in a way, still kind of protects him because he's still viewed as very important and Gargano picks up a win over a guy who has an already built-in title shot, legitimizes him too. I think it's a win-win. I- I'm with you 100%. I just not you would crazy hold about Theory losing, but uh, – I- if it was at Clash the Castle, it'd still be a very good match. But, I think um, I think Gargano can pick up the first win, <coughs> and if they wrestle again at at Extreme Rules, maybe give Theory the rub there. Wouldn't wouldn't yeah. hurt, but or we'll she, see. Yeah. We'll see what they do. And uh, I also have heard that maybe uh, Gargano Rollins in the future as well. Oh, that'd be so, fun. Uh, whew. Uh, all right, Dylan. It is now time for us to create to two twenty three WWE premium live event schedule so we will go by month listing Mm -hmm. what events we have we wanted this to be somewhat realistic but i really wanted the creativity being like the most important factor of this Mm -hmm. wwe has also confirmed the dates for wrestlemania and 100 percent confirmed that day one will return to new on uh, new year's day I'm very excited for this. Uh, I know you've been excited. Mm-hmm. When when I thought about this idea, I was like, man, dude, this could be something really, really good. So I'm very excited that you picked it and we're doing it right now. But uh, Dylan, without further ado, let's see what you have for January. All right. So I remember I told you originally that day one was not on my calendar. Yeah. However, it has already been announced. So for <laughs> January, I do have day one. Yep. <laughs> I'm not a massive fan of it. I'll no. tell you originally it was not in there and that the Royal Rumble was the only pay-per-view in January. Um, but for January, I do have day one and uh, the Royal Rumble. I, I, I'm with you. So uh, Sunday, January 1st was confirmed yep. day one in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Saturday, January 28th is when I had the Royal Rumble. Uh, obviously not confirmed, but uh, a lot of rumblings are uh, pointing towards San Antonio, Texas, yeah. uh, being the um, being the home for that. Uh, I'm just going to throw something out there real quick before we uh, get into February. Uh, Don, who wins the Royal Rumble this year for both? Cody Rhodes is winning the Men's Rumble. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's just a no-brainer. The Women's Rumble, for me, seems pretty up in the air. I could see Bailey if they continue to build her up the way they've been since SummerSlam. Um, depending on how severe Becky Lynch's injury is, I wouldn't be shocked if they went that direction as well. Yeah. And Charlotte's always a wild card on when she's going to come back and when she is, she's going to be booked as a as a superstar. So um, those three for the women's side are kind of my front runners, but I don't have a set pick yet. But for the men's, it's Cody Rhodes. No doubt. Oh, it, it's Cody Rhodes or bust yeah. for the men's. So, yeah. uh, but I'm still very excited for both of those uh, and matches. And he'll come out of Stardust. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, <laughs> Triple H said, uh, you're going to get buried, uh, brother. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, let's go into February. Tell them what you got. So, I know in February, at least this past year, <laughs> they ran Elimination Chamber from Saudi Arabia. Same concept. However, I'm changing it up a little bit. I went with No Way Out for February. Okay. So, we're still doing the Elimination Chamber match. However, you know how much I don't like uh, – pay-per-views to be named after match types so Mm -hmm. i just altered the name a little bit it's no way out kind of like it was when we were kids during the ruthless aggression era uh but that's the february pay-per-view so i actually have the same thing uh but i actually have it i have no uh premium live events in february uh this is saturday march 4th for a no way out and i i have it in uh, madison square garden really so uh, I, I really want this to be a uh, very, very good show because the one before WrestleMania sometimes gets overlooked. I really mm-hmm. want this to be like a marquee show, but uh, yep. don't, what do you have for March? I don't have a pay-per-view in March, actually. Okay. Um, so I'm going, we have the two shows in January, uh, the one show in February, and then we're just building for about six, seven weeks to WrestleMania. So March is open for me. All right. Uh WrestleMania, or WrestleMania. Uh, <laughs> April, what do you have? I have a one-night WrestleMania, Kyle. Mm. I know it's two nights, but I don't give a fuck. It's a one-night show. We're doing, like, 12 matches. It's a super card. We're not doing – you don't do two-night Super Bowls, right? You don't do – well, I guess the World Series is a best of seven, but – Yeah. You don't do a two-night Super Bowl. Why are we doing a two-night WrestleMania? It's a joke. But anyway, WrestleMania is April. Um, I'm doing, so I have April 1st and April 2nd, two nights of WrestleMania in Inglewood, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think AEW is living proof of why they're doing the two night, man. And when you started, I, I can't remember what was that double or nothing. It Where they had like 16 shows, dragged, 16 matches, dragged yeah. and dragged. Double or nothing. I went to bed. I watched the I rest just, of it the next day. I just don't want to watch six hours. Like I, I, I kind of like the idea now of doing two just because it is fresh. Um, I don't want a six hour in a row, right. you know, match because I think it gives some of the matches more importance. Mm-hmm. If like, let's say if you're on fifth, but you can either start the show or maybe main event on one each night. So mm-hmm. um, do you have anything else for April? I do not. WrestleMania okay. is the only show. So I do. So Saturday, April 29th, I have Backlash. Hmm. So I have Backlash in Baltimore, Maryland. So uh, return to uh, Backlash. So that is uh, April for me. Uh, Dylan, May. For May, I have Money in the Bank. Um, I do not have Backlash on my pay-per-view schedule, so that's where we differ. Money in the Bank is the first pay-per-view for me post-WrestleMania. Figured that'd be a good spot for it. You could build a new star um, or potentially build a new star post-Mania so you get a, a, a clearer picture of where things are going to go for the next year. Um, the reason why I took Backlash off my calendar is because over the last few years, it's been mostly just WrestleMania matches, and I feel like it diminishes WrestleMania itself if you're just going to run those matches back in a month. No, I, I mean – I. I kind of agree with you, but I think if Backlash can be, like, a little bit more creative, mm-hmm. I always liked Backlash like, mm-hmm. growing up. So I think they can do a pretty good job with it. I feel like so, since Backlash isn't really 
themed a whole lot. Like I said, it's mostly rematches or yeah. some alteration of a rematch. Like I've seen they do like a triple threat or a fatal four way for the WWE title. Yep. Um, I've seen that in the past, but since it's not a really big theme pay-per-view to me, the reason why I took it off is because you're not really missing much. Uh, no, I honest yeah. and really kind of anything can go in that spot. They did extreme rules post mania for a while. Um, so I like I like the idea of doing Money in the Bank. I feel like it's it's a pay per view that people look forward to, much like the Rumble of okay who's next in line kind of thing. I thought mm-hmm. that'd be a fun post Mania thing. So May I have one, and okay. that is May twenty seventh. This is the only Saudi Arabia show that I have for the uh, for the year, and I actually even created a name for it. Okay, it is Kingdom's Core and Saudi. <laughs> Saturday, May 27th. All right, uh, once you get into uh, June, we're halfway through the year. All right, Kyle. So I do not have a June pay-per-view. I don't either. I will explain. Okay, well, I guess I don't have to explain. <laughs> no, I literally, I don't either. So, All right. Uh, July. All right, so July, first weekend of <laughs> July. So it'd be either, uh, I think it's Saturday the 1st or Sunday the 2nd. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing the Great American Bash to tie in with the 4th of July, the American Independence. Um, probably do it from either Philadelphia or D.C., whichever one. Yep. Uh, but the Great American Bash, very early in July. Is that all you have for uh, July? That is all I have for July. Interesting. Uh, I actually have two in July. Okay. So uh, Saturday, July 1st, in Washington, D.C., I had the return of the Night of Champions event. Okay. Um, I really wanted to do the Great American Bash. They did it on NXT. Mm-hmm. So I wanted something a little bit different. And I always actually like the Night of Champions. You know, every title being defended. I know that's like a more of a main thing that they do. But just feeling the importance of the titles. I like that. So uh, yep. Saturday, July 1st, Night of Champions. And then... Here is where I'm going to get a little bit of uh, backlash. Okay. Uh, Saturday, July 29th, I have Cyber Sunday making the return in Chicago, Illinois. I... Now, Cyber Sunday is a one of my all-time favorite. Absolutely love it. Yeah, Cyber Sunday was a really cool concept, and especially in this day and age with how um important social media presence presence is and stuff like that i'm kind of shocked they don't do it Mm -hmm. um in the day and age that we live i always liked cyber sunday kept things kind of wild and fresh and and things like that uh i almost went with night of champions on my pay-per-view docket in the fall i will tell you Mm. however one of the reasons why i kept it off is, is because it's something i stress all the time Shouldn't the titles always feel important? Uh, I mean, yes. Yes. So if you book them right, I don't think having a night where it's simply wrestling or uh, uh, all the champions are defending, I feel like the champion should be defending on a regular basis anyway at every pay per view. But it does. That's why I left it off. But it does give like the non title feuds. It kind of gives a break from all of like the secondary feuds. It's all just main title, you know what I mean? So oh, I, I get that's it. I kind of yeah. like, I kind of like the the break in between. Yeah. So uh, that's oh, why I I, I, I get the concept, but 
like I said, if you if you book it right throughout the year, you don't necessarily need that concept all the time. But I see where you're coming from. Yep. I almost put it on there myself. Uh, August. So August is SummerSlam. Um, I like the idea of it being in mid to late August like it used to be, not in <laughs> July. Um, kind of to, to cap off the summer, everyone's going back to school, whatever, college, have one big event in wrestling, <laughs> whatever. Um, and I, I, I like the idea of putting it in a stadium. Um, if you book it right, you can fill the stadium. I don't, I don't have a location for it, but August is SummerSlam, a stadium show. So I have uh, August 26th, um, that Saturday, SummerSlam back in Nashville, Tennessee. I think they did a great job with I that. Did, yeah. um, I know WWE is interested in going back for SummerSlam next year. So I think it would be kind of a cool thing to go back to Nashville because I thought the, uh, the crowd, for the most part, was uh, very good. Yeah. Um, so uh, September. All right. So this is where I have a little fun towards mm-hmm. the end of the year. Okay. All right. So September. So this this event has ran on NXT a couple times. Mm. It's called it's called Worlds Collide. Okay. So in NXT, it's usually you know uh, at, at one point it was like NXT and then two hundred five live and NXT UK, I believe. Now this yep. year they're going to run it again, actually the same day as All Out, I believe, where it's NXT UK and um, just regular NXT two point so I'm doing Worlds Collide. It's going to basically cover WWE's entire umbrella. So we're going to have Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT Europe. Um, by the time this this happens or fantasy wise happens, NXT Europe will have launched by then. And this is going to be the brand supremacy show, not Survivor Series. Mm. So I'm changing up the concept a little bit. So you're going to have a lot of triple threat matches. You're going to have a lot of champion versus champions. This is the brand warfare show. Uh, I, so I do this like one, it. this one, um, I will say I kind of pictured happening in the UK. Um, so you're going to get some of that hometown favor for the NXT Europe guys and girls. Um, and also the UK crowd is just, they're, they're great wrestling fans, uh, very energetic. So I thought what better way to have a show like this than overseas. So this is my big international show as well. Well, think about uh, what they're going to do when McIntyre comes out next year. Exactly. Woo! And by the time right. hey, McIntyre could be champion, I mean, you don't know. But uh, Worlds Collide in September, I thought it'd be cool. Yeah, maybe we'll talk about that quickly at the end. Um, yeah. September. I've won. A Saturday, September 23rd. I'm bringing back in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. WWE Unforgiven will be okay. making its return in September. So uh, one that I also really, really liked. You're seeing a common theme about going back to some of the, you know, the 2007, 2008. So I really, really like uh, Unforgiven. I kind of like the concept of it as well. Some of like the bigger feuds um, and we'll get to that as well. But uh, Unforgiven makes its uh, return. So uh, October. All right. This is my favorite one that I put on the list, by the way. All right. October, we are altering the extreme rules concept. I know mm-hmm. this year extreme rules is October 8th, I believe. Yep. So we're keeping that theme alive, but we're not calling it extreme rules anymore. Yep. We're bringing back WWE owns the rights to this name. They've run it in NXT. I believe maybe I'm not sure. Yep. It is a WCW pay-per-view. We're running Halloween havoc in okay. October. 
this is going to be the uh, the hardcore themed pay per view. So you're going to have a lot of cage matches, extreme rules matches. Um, maybe you could throw a hell in a cell in there, like whatever's necessary. This is the anything goes kind of pay per view. So every match will be contested under some sort of anything goes stipulation, uh, whether it be a false count anywhere, whether it be you know a, a ladder match, you know what. Who cares? Just get creative. But this is the hardcore pay-per-view of sorts. So emphasis on the word havoc. Mm. But since we're doing it in October, why not tie into the holiday Halloween havoc in October? So I kind of did the same with mine. Um, okay. So Saturday, October 21st in Boston, Massachusetts. For the first time ever, a new event will uh, take place. And it's called WWE War Games. Okay. So, kind of taking over the Hell in a Cell. We need to get that out of here. Yep. Uh, so, Hell in a Cell is gone. War Games is in. Again, you're going to have some of these big feuds go inside of War Games. So, when you have War Games and you have a couple others following this, I think it's just a really good time to mix everything up. So, uh, War Games uh, is October 21st for me. Awesome. So, uh, November. All right, November's easy. It's Survivor Series. It's yep. always right around Thanksgiving. Um, so whatever weekend that falls on. And like I said, since we're doing, for me, Worlds Collide is going to be the brand warfare show. Survivor Series is going back to the more traditional five-on-five, uh, five, you know, a lot of blood feuds. Uh, maybe you can have, since it's a big four pay-per-view, maybe you can have a, a special appearance by someone um, from the past, I know The Rock is tied to Survivor Series a whole lot, so maybe he can have a one-off match. That has nothing to do with the concept, but we're gonna make it feel very important again, and not just a oh, it's Raw versus SmackDown, whatever. Yeah. Like it's been the last five years. Yeah. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, some of the recent Survivor Series matches have been entertaining, mm-hmm. but I don't like the concept of that being Survivor Series. That's why I gave it its own pay-per-view still, so you can still have that with worlds collide with adding a couple other brands, but November pretty easy pick is survivor yeah. series. Yeah, I do as well. Uh, November 18th on Saturday in Las Vegas, Nevada. So uh, Dylan, why don't you uh, wrap us up with December? December. I do not have a pay-per-view. Um, okay. December is kind of notoriously not a great month for wrestling. So running a big show to me, it kind of felt weird, especially since we're doing two January pay-per-views, one at the beginning of the month, one at the end. Um, I left December off the calendar. So uh, I had a little bit of fun with this one. Saturday, December 16th, again, I bring back WWE Armageddon. will mm. be making its return to Phoenix, Arizona. One of my favorite memories growing up was Jeff Hardy at Armageddon win WWE title. I love the stage. I think they can do some really cool yep. stuff with the uh, Armageddon-themed event. So, uh, And then, obviously, probably Drew McIntyre would be in the main event just because Drew's awesome and he fits kind of the Armageddon feel. Mm-hmm. So uh, Armageddon makes its return to, uh, to end uh, my 2023. So, uh, Dylan, what do you think about that? This is a lot of fun. Um, I gave a lot of thought into some of these. More thought than I give to a lot of our segments, believe it or not. Um, but I really, really enjoyed this. Yours is definitely could happen. Mm-hmm. Mine, I feel like there's parts that could. I I don't know if you notice this. 
I took out Money in the Bank. Yeah, I, I saw took that. it out because yeah, I, I wanted to. I wanted to talk about our like our additions and subtractions. Yeah. So for me, I altered Elimination Chamber to No Way Out. Yep. Same concept, just different name. I added Great American Bash. I added Worlds Collide um, to the main roster docket, and then altered Extreme Rules into Halloween Havoc to tie in with the month of October. I completely removed Backlash. I completely removed Hell in a Cell. Um, and originally, I had Day One removed. However, very last minute, right before we uh, started recording, I figured, well, what the hell? Why not add? I thought about making it New Year's uh, Revolution, though. Yeah, me too. But I thought I thought yeah. day one was it, it's fine. It takes place on New Year's Day, whatever. I'm not against the name, uh, but it was almost New Year's Revolution. So I I added Armageddon. I added War Games. Added Unforgiven. Added Cyber Sunday. Added Night of Champions. Added Kingdom's Core. Uh, added No Way. Well, I guess adjusted No Way Out uh, mm-hmm. from the Elimination Chamber, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I want I want a major. T- I just cannot stand some of these names that WWE previously has had. Oh yeah. So uh, I I want to get somewhat back to the older roots and uh, make these events somewhat so, important again. So yep. So real quick, how many shows do you have again? Like total, count them out. I have thirteen. So I have 10, so mine's a little more condensed than yours. You did a lot yeah. of doubling up as well. Yeah. Which I, is I actually, yep. which is pretty common for what they yeah. do nowadays. You see a lot of doubling up. There were two July pay-per-views this year. There were two Januaries. Um, the only the only month I have doubled up is is uh, January with day one and Royal Rumble. Since I'm not doing a December one, that'd be nice to kind of rotate into the next year. Yeah, I have uh, January, April, July and yeah that's it so i have yeah. those three uh having uh two in the same month but uh don't this was a lot of fun i really enjoyed it i love the concept of this and uh maybe we'll do something like this in the future maybe we'll do it for other companies too yeah absolutely um all right done well without further ado let's go into your dummy yeah moment of the week yeah so i kind of touched on it earlier in the show my dummy yeah moment of the week goes to how the uh just AEW's questionable booking with their world titles, both the men's and women's titles. Okay. Um, you mentioned that you're not a giant fan of the whole interim thing. Um, I know what they're going for. They're going for more realism. You know, like I said, every combat sports does interim champions. If they're champion for whatever reason, can't compete, um, especially in the short term. I'm just not super crazy about it, especially in pro wrestling. When you're so story-driven – you could just strip them of the title, and then, I mean, they're inserted back in the title picture anyway Yeah, they come back. That's just kind of how, how quirky wrestling can get anyway, so I don't see why to do the interim stuff all the time. It's very weird. The way that they didn't give Thunder Rosa more of a more time, but they gave Punk like 10, 12 minutes to cry about his broken foot. Um, Felt like 25. Yeah, like, boo-hoo, get over it. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> if that makes me an ass, I don't know. But yeah, you you think they would have did that to Britt Baker? No, like Jake. Like, no, that, that, that's what I'm saying. Like Britt Baker would get a 10 minute promo. Mm-hmm. Thunder Rose is literally your women's champion. You give her like 30 seconds. I thought that was kind of with Shivani. Yes, in a yeah, in a backstage interview. Wasn't even yeah. in the ring, right? No, so it was backstage. Punk, Punk gets this tearful. 
I'm sorry <laughs> for letting you guys down, but I hurt my foot. Like, suck it up, Buttercup. Grow up, Peter Pan. You'll be fine. Like, quit crying. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just – it was very, very weird. And yeah. uh, a lot of people are still excited about the match, about the men's – I'm not excited at all. Well, I, I guess I am just because I like Hater and Sheeta on mm-hmm. the women's side. Just very weird how this all well, came about. The, the, the thing that's weird about it as well is because originally it was just going to be Rosa and Storm. Yeah. If it was going to be a fatal four-way from the start and then Britt was just inserted instead of Rosa – fine but why now all of a sudden is it a fatal four-way you know what i mean like why couldn't you had hater uh sheeta and and baker have a triple threat match to see who faces tony storm see what i mean like yeah for the top yeah instead of just going like oh well thunder rosa's out storm's still getting a title shot but here's three other people she has to face that made kind of no sense there was no build-up to that i know personally oh go ahead I was going to say, I know it's kind of spur of the moment and injuries happen and they were kind of thinking on their feet, but I literally just gave you a better way to handle that situation. You know it's what I mean? A, it's a lot of hot shot booking. Yes. It's very, so. oh shit, what do we do? Ah, let's just throw like five people in there. That's just what AEW does and sometimes it gets frustrating. How, are, how excited are you for the men's match? Are they actually going to do Punk Moxley? Yes, that is the, that is the play in Punk Moxley main event. I was more excited before they did it the first time. Yeah. Now I'm not excited for it. Yeah. Like if they would have just simply had, here's the thing. Um, and then we can move on to yours. The whole punk Moxley thing happening on dynamite. I feel like shouldn't have happened. Maybe they have a brawl on dynamite instead and punk hurts his foot again, you know? So you have that story going in of, is he a hundred percent? And then they just put on a 25 minute match. Having the three minute squash made punk, really look weak because he hasn't had a title reign. You know, he, he, he wins the title, appears on Dynamite once, and then gets hurt. Yeah. So you could have protected him a little bit more, had a brawl where he hurts himself again, quote-unquote, and then that gives a little more heat going into their all-out match, which already – I mean, they, they, they had a good promo exchange to begin with. Yeah. So I think people – I was excited for it, but since they already did the match on Dynamite and they only made it three minutes – it definitely yeah. took some excitement away from me. And now the only thing I'm looking forward to is, is MJF going to come out? He is. Which, right? Yeah. Right? I, I, he should, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, mine also, I, I guess in a different way than you, goes to AEW. Mm-hmm. According to Wrestling Observer, it was reported that AEW only had some interest in free agent johnny gargano oh yeah i saw that. with all that time nine months they didn't go after gargano let alone offer him a contract Mm -hmm. the report also says that tony khan had to make decisions of who he wanted so let me get this straight of all the free agent signings that AEW has made all the game changers khan likes to phrase it as Khan had no interest in arguably one of the best wrestlers on the planet. Yeah. I get it from the standpoint of using your current roster, but they have signed a good amount of NXT 2.0 guys as well recently, Bordeaux and others. Gargano would have been a huge asset in the mid-card scene, tag scene, event scene. Plus, he's legit. He can work with anybody. Mm -hmm. To say that AEW didn't want Gargano, but wanted a group of other ex-WWE guys. I mean, at worst, Gargano could have been the headliner of ROH. Yeah. 
Um, I oh yeah, that that would actually work out very well. I didn't even think of the ROH angle. What deserves more of a shine? Not 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 a good shine, but more of a shine is in that same report. I read what you were talking about, and it was that Impact Wrestling had zero interest. Yeah. So AEW at least reached out to Gargano, and from what I saw, it seemed like they kind of had an understanding after a couple conversations with him that not that he wouldn't be a good fit, but sometimes you can just tell where someone's headspace is. And in a lot of ways, I think they got the vibe that he wanted to go back to WWE. He just wanted to be treated properly. And then when yeah. he steps down and triple H steps up then it's like, okay, well now it's a no brainer. Yeah. So it's like, it's like in a way AEW from what I read seemed like they didn't have a shot at Gargano. And that's why they didn't offer him a contract. Hmm. But the fact that Impact had no interest, that's kind of shocking to me. Do you think it's just because they couldn't afford him? Mm, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Gargano doesn't really strike me as a guy who is going to ask for a high price. Yeah, but Triple H would give just, him anything he wants. Well, yeah, but I feel like, <laughs> you know, from, from stories that I've heard since Gargano has left WWE the first time, is that his big thing was that he just wanted to be treated properly. Yeah. He didn't want to be just, you know, another guy on the roster. Not necessarily be, you know, he mentioned in his promo, like, he wanted to win the IC title or the United States title. Those are mid-card belts. Yeah. Don't necessarily have to push him to the moon to do that, but you can treat him right doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So I don't, uh, think, I don't think money would have been a factor. I think it's just, you know, probably wasn't going to be booked right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, two things that did not make the show. Uh, WWE apparently has interest in changing some of the titles and how they look. So, uh, I don't know, Dylan, if you've saw that report. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they have interest in changing how the uh, titles look. They want okay. to go back to maybe some of the old styles. Okay, so before we head off the air, I know this is kind of an impromptu segment that I'm going to do. I'm going to throw this at you, put you on the spot. Which ones would you change? Um... The SmackDown or the the Universal Champion, the championship yep. would go to the World Heavyweight Title, and then the the WWE title would stay the same. Mm-hmm. I would just change how it looks. Um, I would bring some of the older styles back for the US and the IC, and then uh, I really like the like the old school like WWE Tag Team Title yep. too. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I would like those back, and um, it's, I just don't like the red and the blue. Yeah, I'm. I'm. <clears throat> so even if they don't bring back one of the older titles, like the World Heavyweight or whatever, the Universal Title needs to change completely. Yeah, um, I don't like it being the WWE title just with a different strap. I think it just looks too kiddish. To me, it looks too much like a toy. Yeah. Um, so that needs to change immediately. I'm okay with it staying as the Universal Championship. Um, just change the design up. Make it something original. Um, I know the U.S. title isn't the prettiest thing in the world right now. I think it's a little better than what we got before. I'd keep that the same. Um, the IC title, when they ran the classic strap, it looked incredible. This one doesn't look terrible either. It's just modern. Okay. Um, but the tag titles need to go. They need oh, to. Yeah. They need a complete rehaul. Um, and also, I'm putting everything on a black strap. Yeah, absolutely. And if no. you want to keep, 
the women's titles are changing too. I don't like the fact that they're just carbon copies of the WWE title. The WWE title can stay the same. Not crazy for the design, but I think it's clean. It's simple. It's not too crazy. I'm not against it. But just some more originality I would bring back instead of just, oh, well, here's the WWE title. Let's just make it three different ways, and there's our world championships. I'm, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dylan, uh, can you tell the audience what we're doing next week? So next week's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to break down everything that happened at Clash at the Castle. Um, little hot take right here. I think this is going to be one of the best wrestling shows of the year. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going out on a limb. Um, and that's every promotion, not just WWE. I think yeah. it's going to be one of the best wrestling shows Triple H has had. Look, you mentioned during SummerSlam that he was working with Vince's booking. He just got to do the matches, right? Yeah. Well, this is Triple H's show. Yeah. Like, he's, like, his his guys are in place, right? Yep. Essentially. So, I think this is going to be incredible. I think it's going to be the one of the best shows you'll see all year. Um, and I'm really looking forward to it. We're going to have a special guest on the show. Break it down with us, too. Mm-hmm. Um, my cousin... Uh, Christian will be on the show next week giving his analysis. So it'll be the first time you have three people breaking down yeah. the show. So I'm really excited for that. Um, different twist to our rating system, but I'm really, really looking forward to next week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one thing, just because we are pretty good on time, uh, any bold predictions? Because this is going to be the last time before Clash of the Castle. So, well, I already said it's going to be one of the best wrestling shows on the year. Um, I think this isn't really a bold prediction, but Walter, I think is going to retain the title. Oh yeah. And him and Seamus will go 25 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. They'll push 30. I'll say. You think? I don't think it's going to go that long. I think so. Well, I think, I think this is, this is how you're going to legitimize that title. Yeah. Uh, You have two brutes going at it. Big stadium. They're both Europeans. So you have that going for them too in the European crowd. Um, the crowd's going to be hot for it, and this is going to be a way to build up a new star. Sheamus is pretty established. He has the track record in WWE and has the accolades. Build a new star in Walter. Let him hang 30 minutes with someone who's deemed one of the most physical in the company mm-hmm. and retain the title. That's, that's what I'm looking forward to. And also, Drew is winning the belts. Ooh. Yep. Really? Yep. He's winning. See, I, I loved, you know, all, like, the build that they've done for it. I don't know, man. Like, I, I get where you're coming from. I actually have a different hot take. Okay. I think, you know what? I do think Drew's going to win the title. Okay. But I think Austin Theory cashes in. <laughs> I think Theory cashes in. You know, you get that big moment. You got all that heel heat. You know, people are mad. Uh, you know, you, that that huge boo. You know, him holding over, maybe standing over Drew McIntyre. Lights come out. And Bray Wyatt makes his uh, WWE return. I wouldn't be shocked if Bray comes out anyway. Yeah. Um, also... They're going to plant the seeds for those world titles being split. Yes. Um, they're not going to split them, obviously. I, there were a lot of rumors that Cross was going to wrestle for one and Drew was going to wrestle for the other. That's obviously not happening. But Cross still lingering in the background. He's clearly on SmackDown, so he'll be Drew's next challenger, I think, for the Universal title. 
But don't be shocked if you see <coughs> maybe a Bray Wyatt and you have the face-off with the three of them and Drew with, with both titles and, you know, he'll have two challengers at the following pay-per-view. Yeah, don't be shocked if that happens. You're missing – so it would be Roman and – you're talking about Roman and Bray? No, I'm saying Drew will be feuding with both of them. With both Roman and Bray, correct? No, Cross and Bray. Okay, so you think Roman just goes? Well, Roman's on a part-time schedule. Oh, I get it. I so get it. you can give him some time off, and then you could do you could build up towards Survivor Series where the Bloodline's going to take over, and they'll ha- they'll be on Team SmackDown or whatever. Like he'll still be prominent. But I'm also thinking big picture, they're building towards a match with The Rock. And I've said from the start, you don't need the titles for a match with The Rock. If it's not for the titles, I think the match will be fine. I'm excited for it. If the titles are on the line, I don't give a shit about it. I really just don't really want The Rock. I think someone else could really get that rub. Uh, I think Theory going over here is a big statement to, Mm -hmm. okay, well, this is a guy. Then you have Wyatt come out. Boom, that's a new feud that we could have. And then you have Drew lingering. You have Cross lingering. I just think it's a really good way to uh, get things new in WWE. What's going to happen? Roman's probably going to win. But uh, it is a uh, it is cool to think about. But uh, I also think that Liv Morgan walks out as champion as well. No, no. Shayna's stomping her into the mat. I think it should be a 15-second squash. This whole story has been Shayna winning. Yeah, why but, not? No, I, I'm with you. Yeah. I just don't know if they're going to pull the trigger because Ronda lingers. Well, why, I'm saying why not have it be a squash? Why not have Shay, uh, Shayna go out there, bell rings, stomps her down, stomps on the arm, and pins her? I mean, I'm with you. I will get Liv Morgan out of there. I'm fine with that. But And then you I, have the I, big shock of, oh, my God, what just happened? And you then know? you have Shayna Ronda feud throughout the next couple months. Yeah, then you have your fall feud of Shayna Ronda, who are very similar styles. And then Liv can uh, go wrestle Tamina. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, okay. So that's a couple of our insights for Clash of the Castle. We're super excited for our uh, special guest next week as well. Uh, thanks for everyone listening to this point. And uh, we will catch everyone next week right after Clash of the Castle. Yes, sir. Which is at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Is it really? It is 1 p.m. Eastern Time next Saturday. Well, shit, I work till 3, so I'm going to be watching it late. Yep, I will be, li- <laughs> I will be live because my game's at 4. But, uh, yeah, so uh, we'll catch everyone maybe oh. probably next Sunday. And real quick, Kyle and I are both fully aware that All Out and Clash are on the same weekend. Yep. However, to give those shows room to breathe, they are getting each their own separate episodes. So All Out Reactions will be the following week. So you guys aren't listening to us for three hours talking about wrestling. And then we have some really, really cool. Yes. Probably our most creative idea ever is going to follow that. But uh, yep. we will catch everyone next week. Absolutely. Absolutely.